What's up, Cowboys Nation? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, and you're listening to a Small Talk Edition. And I'm your host, Adam Y, with my co-host, Mark D and Samuel Cepeda. What's up, homies? What's going on, fellas? Yo, what's good, man? Man, another day, another night, and I feel right. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, check this out, man. I want to do something tonight, dude. I want to do a, a, a merry-go-round or a carousel of sorts of questions where we kind of bounce questions off of each other tonight. And I want to start with you first, Mark. I want to ask you a question. Um, Quinn calling the defense from the press box, big deal or not, what's your stance on the sideline coach versus the press box coach? Well, it's not an easy answer, right? And there's different levels to it. And it's actually a, a process, to be honest with you, in my mind. There's pros and cons to it. But to me, there's a formula. Because initially, when you have a young defense, you've got a, a defense that you haven't installed yet. You know, with that young defense, there's little nuances to it. Where to put your hand, you know, defensive line, middle linebacker, where to be, what happens when the defensive line takes this block up. DBs, where to be when the rush comes in, where to put your hands. You know, th different things like that require a hands-on coach. And that's what Quinn likes to do. That's the kind of coach he really is, to be honest with you. You know, that's what he does. And initially with these guys, that's what they need first. But you also have to take the training wheels off. And you got to sit right. back in the box and see if these guys have learned what you've been teaching them. See if they can apply it. See if they need the correction or they go, you know what? I got that, coach. In fact, I think I heard something actually that might apply to this. It was regarding Al Harris when he was coaching, I think, Kelvin Joseph. And it, uh, mm -hmm. it applied to this as well. They were talking about how out loud it was very silent. Then all of a sudden, Al Harris gets extremely excited about something that nobody was really paying attention to. And he starts yelling at Kelvin going, you got it. You saw it. Good job, man. You finally saw it. Stuff like that cannot be applied from the press box. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, hey, Sam, I got a question for you, man. Let me, let me hear it. What you got? If D-Law doesn't play at all during the preseason, do we care? No, uh, I think he's an important piece to our defense. Um, you know, one of the main uh, leaders in our defense. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to get the reps in, just given given that we what we saw last season with how it took a while for most players to kind of build that chemistry with with the team around them and the players around them. So, I think if he doesn't play, it, it may transition into the start of the season, and it may take a while for him to get into football. Uh, shape like football playing shape uh, we know that he stays active and he continues to work out but it's different you know being on the field ready versus just physically fit and ready um, and so uh, because he's one of our our top uh, pieces to the to our defense we want to be um, we want to take precautions and making sure that we don't rush him in too early and can lead to an injury and that he could postpone the start of his season so we want him in when it matters most um, but that said, because he's just a, such an important piece, I'm okay with him not, not, not playing during the preseason, but I think it will definitely affect, um, how, how, uh, how soon he hits the ground running and, and mm -hmm. it's in football shape. Yeah. So a couple of, a couple of games, a couple of games underneath his belt, he would be ready to go, huh? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, um, I have a question, uh, for you, Adan, you know, given what we saw last year, you know, the... <laughs> The comedy of events that just they just transitioned in, in, in the field and the season that we had. You know mm -hmm. what? Uh, you know what do you see as a priority as far as depth for our Dallas Cowboys? 
Uh, well, that's a good question, man. I think um, if I have to answer, I'm going to have to give you three positions that I think need to have quote unquote priority at uh, depth, a uh, priority in my opinion. So number three would have to be definitely the free safety position because uh, we are leaning on guys coming off of injuries. That's Z and Hooker. Uh, if they go down, there's not really much behind them that we can hang our hats on. So that's that's number three. Number two is backup quarterback, and I just don't I just don't see it. Uh, I just don't see the backup quarterback here right now. Others will disagree, but I, I just don't see it. And number one, for sure, in my opinion, is depth at O line. Now this this has got to be numero uno, numero uno on the list. And from what I hear, our swing tackle position isn't very swingy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, we have our, we have that we picked up uh, the free agent Tyne Zicky. We got uh, the 2021 draft pick Josh Ball. And contrary to what people are hearing, there's a lot of mixed emotions from Terrence Steele coming out of camp. Some say he's doing good. Some say he's, you know, he's not doing great at all. And I did hear <clears throat> Mickey Spagnolia, Mickey Spags, <laughs> rather, say that uh, right now, man, at, at backup, in his opinion, it's, it's just kind of even. They're kind of just there. Uh, as far as as far as the tackle position goes, and that that you know, and as talking about swing tackle, I, I, I let me just swing the question back to you, bro. Um, Sam, are you concerned about the the tackle spot or any the guard spot or any any O line uh, spot? Uh, being that nobody as far as as far as the starters, of course, but nobody in the backup spot has really stepped up to to show anything. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think it's, uh, and, and I agree with you that it should be a priority for for our Dallas Cowboys and, and the the current depth that we have. Now we do have elite talent at the offensive line, but given what we saw last year with Leo Collins going down and Charles Smith going down, where they're not there, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have to have an elite quarterback that can get the ball out quick, and we have a quarterback that can do that, and we have the receiving core that. Can run quick routes to in, in, and get the ball out so that we can be successful that said we remember what happened the tragic event that happened last year with that going down so if you don't have a, a, a top quarterback uh, that can come in and be able to get the ball out quick then you definitely gonna you're definitely gonna have to have a, a solid backup um, at, at any offensive line position to allow the quarterback to be give, you know to have that time to get the ball out you know the if you have your quarterback go down and have somebody just come in and jump in, it's it's rare that you find somebody that can just step in and not give a beat and continue the chemistry going. So, uh, you know, and just and what we recently saw with Dak, you know, being a little sore, you know, that 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 raises a, a concern. You know, we definitely we definitely need to make sure that we have the defender that in the event that something tragic like that go you know going down happens again. We're going to have the protection there, not necessarily only for a quarterback, the protection there so that we can have a successful running game to slow the game down and allow mm -hmm. the quarterback also to to uh, to to be successful as well. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was uh, I agree with the with, with your with your statement on, on offensive line being a priority in our depth chart. Yes. Um, so a great, great question. And with that said, you know, uh, Mark, I, I have something for you as well. 
Um, so who, who do you see, you know, being that we have a pretty solid receiving core, you know, pretty excited to see the, how the season is going to start. You know, we saw some great things at a CD Lamb. We saw Gallup, you know, um, almost had a, a touchdown and kind of ran into that fence, you know, and, and then Cooper, he had, we, he's not in yet, but we saw what he brings to the table. And then seeing our two tight ends, um, how they've been performing thus far. Who do you see? I'm excited about what we what this offense is going to look like to see what this offense does this this season. Who do you see with the, the the core that we have? Who do you see leading this year in receptions? Who do you see as the as you know as a receiver leading in targets uh, and touchdowns? Uh, but additionally, who 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 do you think will be your biggest target as a receiver in the red zone? Well, man, that uh, for me. 2021 is going to be the year of CD. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've, I've read a, I've read a few things and different things. Like they've stated it with this. Oh, he's going to meet the. He's going to make the leap to be our number one. When I don't really see there being a leap to be the number one. Last year, he did just a good do- job of showing out and almost winning rookie of the year. He was about a catch, you know, a circus catch away from taking that away uh, from Jefferson. So with this, I really expect CD to shine in those categories that you say, receptions, targets, and touchdowns. Now, on the last question, when you stated biggest target as a receiver in the red zone, well, I mean, on that aspect, I expect CD to be there, but I'm gonna throw something else in there. I wanna get targets to Zeke a little bit more in the red zone, okay? I wanna see a little bit more of the passing game and I want Zeke involved in that because we think about targets in the red zone, we think about CD going up and making a circus catch, Blake Jarwin, six, seven, throw it up to him. But at the same time, I need to see a little bit more inventiveness from you know, getting Zeke involved in the passing game. And I really think that would go a long way. So, you know, that, that like that's it. my answer on that one, man. But um, I, like I got it. a question, I like I got a question for you, for you, BB. I got a question for you, big bro. Okay. <clears throat> Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Well, it's a pretty hot topic right now with a few things. Uh, okay. 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 Is our backup quarterback on this team? If not, who's your idea or ideas of possibilities? And after you answer that, give me a chance to say something at the end, too. Okay, I will. Well, look, I'm, I, I, it, this is my opinion. So this is no one, nobody else's opinion but mine. The backup quarterback is not on this team right now. I do not think we can hang our hats on Garrett Gilbert or Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush. So let me, let me, I just want to give you a couple of guys that are still available. Matt Barkley, 30 years old, seven career starts. Blake Bortles, 29, 73 career starts. Ryan Finley, 25 years old, four career starts. Robert Griffin III, 31, 42 career starts. Matt Moore, 36, 32 career starts. All these guys so far that are uh, uh, that are on the street have have tripled or doubled the career starts that Gilbert or Danucci or Rush have put together as a, as a core of backups for the Cowboys. Now let me give you uh, bear with me. Let me give you some other options currently employed by other teams right now that we, that probably would require some late round draft capital in order for us to go get them. So one of the guys is for sure. Who doesn't want him? Nick Foles, 32, 55 career starts. He's in Chicago right now. Um, that'll be great to get him. Uh, Marcus Mariota, 
28 years old, 61 career starts. He just signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. I don't think um, he's going to win the the winning winning job over Carr unless something happens. And um, Gardner Minshew, 25 years old, 20 career mm. starts. Um, mm-hmm. um, he's in Jacksonville. They just drafted Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? And then and then and then two other two other. Um, Teams that are battling right now at, uh, that have quarterbacks right now that are battling. One would be Denver, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Which, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't mind one of them coming over here to uh, back up Dak. And then, of course, the the battle in New England. I mean, they just drafted Mac Jones. I don't know what the what. I mean, Cam's gonna say he don't he 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 don't want to be a backup, but I think he would come in his career in Dallas if, if had a choice. And then they got uh, Brian Hoyer. And you know he's been around the league for a long time. But with all that being said, guys, I I, I want to take Blake, Blake Bortles myself or Nick Foles. Well, Foles is a former first-rounder and a former Super Bowl MVP. Uh, it's not very common to have your backup quarterbacks with credentials like that. That's for sure. So aside some of the pedigree, we need someone who's accurate and that can get the ball down the field and enough to challenge this young, inexperienced defense. Because guess what? The inaccuracy issues of Nooch and Gilbert Godfried <laughs> giving them bad tendencies is not a good look, guys. And that's my opinion. So, no, the backup quarterback, in my opinion, is definitely not on this team. No, definitely, and I agree I, with I you. I like that. it, man. You had some, you had some very uh, sexy uh, uh, names in there, man. As backup, that I wasn't even thinking about. So. Uh, uh, yeah, great, great, great. Uh, you, I think you hit that out the park, man. Go ahead, Mark. Well, you know, with some of those names, too, we might want to think a little bit harder on some of those names, um, considering, you know, I'm, I, I just got to put my therapist hat on a little bit with this, right? And I'm looking at what they're saying about Dak and his shoulder. Now, this could be just a tinfoil hat moment and me, you know, thinking the sky's falling. But when you tell me diagnosis of fatigue, fatigue never requires an MRI. Okay, nobody <laughs> needs an MRI to see how tired your shoulder is. It's not like you're going to go running and say, hey, man, my leg got stiff because I ran so much. Nobody's going to say, hey, let's go get an x-ray for that. That's not the way that works. So seeing that could be nothing, could be just over precautionary for your $160 million quarterback. I got that. But mm-hmm. we might want to think of it. that list will give us an idea, too, of who they bring in on how serious they feel about that injury. And it, it might need to be more than just a camp arm with some accuracies. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hey, I mean, if I could add something to that, man. I mean, I tore my pick last fall, man. And I can assure you that, you know, there's... I've seen the video. It, it was ugly. You, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, it, was, it was rough, man. But, but seeing, you know, the fact that they told me I needed to get an MRI, like after I saw several uh, specialists, they couldn't tell me just based on you know how my pec looked that I that that it was torn or 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 it was partially torn. They couldn't tell me that, so I had to. They had to. They said the only way we can figure this out is if we get an MRI. I wouldn't have gone to go get an MRI had the doctor told me like, oh, you're fine, or you just have a muscle soreness. So that to me, I agree. It's it's definitely alarming that they had them go get an MRI. I understand you want to take precautionary measures and make sure that everything is fine, but I think an MRI, getting an MRI, that's that's a little extensive, man. I I think I think you clearly know if you're just sore, you feel you think you tore something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it seems like we got question marks all over the place. 
it was a good it was a good carousel of questions, fellas. I appreciate y'all coming on tonight and and giving the the people what they want. Um, till next time. This is Talking Boys with the Boy Small Talk. We'll holla. We them boys. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Boys Small Talk. Look for our weekly podcast, Talking Boys with the Boys Thursdays. Don't forget to share, like, and follow to help our pod grow.